Hello and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney and we're sharing episode 23 with you today. If you're new here then a very magical welcome to you and if you have listened to our previous episodes before and you enjoyed them, well you obviously did, you're back, <laughs> then maybe you could think about leaving us a review. We're not going to stop pestering until people <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's because they make such a difference mm-hmm. for us, not only as people, because like we said, we love reading your comments, but it also helps us be available to more people. It helps fellow Disney fans, doesn't it? It like does. You. It does. Join our community. So we really, can fill that void. We're doing you're doing other people a service by leaving yeah. us a review. <laughs> it's basically a recommendation, almost, you know? So, yes, if you feel so inclined, we'd really appreciate yeah. any reviews, any comments, and as we said, um, recommendations for episode topics as well, um, because we might pick that, and that will be you that created that episode. And to be fair, even if you don't want to write anything, you can literally just do like a star rating. You don't yes. need to write something. Obviously, we enjoy reading the comments. Yeah. But if you're someone who doesn't really like to put your name to things or like leave comments, you can just do the, the star ratings. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yes. So feel free. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's enough begging from us for now. <laughs> uh, so back to Disney Classics today. So we're back to our Disney Classics series um, after Bambi last time. Um, so, so far we have had Snow White. Mm. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. I forgot. I, was, I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew there was another one in between. Pinocchio. Fantasia. Bambi. Dumbo. Dumbo. Then Bambi. And then Bambi. And now we're on to number six. Which are six. So we're on to number six today, um, which is a new one for both of us. Um, the Three Caballeros, um, which neither of us had seen before we were doing the research for this podcast. Um, so it, this will follow the normal um, structure of our classic episodes. So we'll first introduce you to the film, introduce you to the plot, the background, and some reviews and reception, which might be more relevant for this one. Because I think it's like a lesser seen film, isn't it, from a classic yes. perspective? Yeah. Um, so hopefully, if you haven't seen the film don't worry we'll give you all all the information that you need to know um so don't panic uh we'll also then give our thoughts on the film for its time and then how we think it it stands up now we'll talk about the characters any other interesting parts of the film and then of course we'll give our ratings out of 10 at the end i'm not really sure where this one falls to be honest um neither am i as always yeah Um, true (laughs) nothing new have like a ballpark figure because this is quite a new one for us both Mm. i feel like i need the discussion to make my mind up i I think i've got an idea but i need to remember my scores for the previous ones as we as we discussed i think we wrote them down so will i think we did yes yes so it'll be interesting yes it will Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So with that, we'll move on to the first Disney fun fact of the episode. So if you've watched the film, or when you do watch the film, you might recognise the voice of Professor Holloway during the first short of the movie. Sterling Holloway voices this character, and he was also the voice of Winnie the Pooh. In, obviously, Jim Cummings was, was is the original voice, um, but I think... Um, Sterling Holloway has been in Pooh in, I think it's two or three films mm. he's been Winnie the Pooh in. He's also Cart from The Jungle Book and he's also the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. So you'll probably notice he's quite, a, as soon as he came on, I was like, I recognise this voice. Yeah, me too. I was like, that's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> it's such a soothing voice. I was like, I yeah. recognise this voice. Um, so, <laughs> bit of a Disney legend featured in this film. Yeah. So um, with that, we'll move on to segment number one. Um, where we will talk about the instructions of the film, its background and the reviews. Um, and I will give a plot summary. Um, 
you love it. Yeah, that. thank you. I'm not really sure where to go on this one, to be honest. We need to have like a normal film that I can give a normal I know. Plot summary on. <laughs> um, so for, for context on the film, um, it held its world premiere in Mexico City on December 21st, 1944, which you'll probably notice is still within World War II time. <laughs> so... <laughs> All of the classics that we have done so far have been within that World War Two period. They may not have all been when America was involved in the war, mm. but it's all been during that kind of wartime for the world. Um, so it was actually part of the World War Two efforts from the American government. So the American government spent ages trying to get Disney involved in the war propaganda because of Disney's like connection, obviously, with the American people and and like and how American Disney felt as well. I think that was such a big mm. a big thing. Um, and because of Disney's quality of filmmaking, they wanted to get Disney involved in propaganda. Um, so obviously you may have seen that Disney did do propaganda later down the line, but by this point they hadn't done it. This was kind of like easing in. Mm. <laughs> um, so what happened was the American government were kind of um, I think this was this is after like Pearl Harbor wasn't it, and they were trying to kind yes. of create. Really strong connections with their with countries nearby because what they didn't want is for like Latin America, for example, to go and ally with Hitler um, yeah. and kind of go against them. So they were trying to keep their friends close, if you like. Um, so the American government basically asked Disney to create these um, films or content around. Um, I think I don't know if specifically Latin America, but around like other countries in order to kind of strengthen relationships, and that yeah. was kind of then where it then led to um, the Latin America um, countries were kind of chosen in an attempt to kind of strengthen those friendships, um, and it, it clearly worked because uh, they didn't go and join Hitler, mm. <laughs> um, so it was all good, it was all fine, um, but the idea was to kind of strengthen those current t- um, ties with. Um, Latin America, especially because Disney was really popular already in Latin America. Mm. Like Mickey Mouse was like a massive hit in Latin America, and so they were trying to kind of continue that that ongoing um, theme, but to to the government's um, advantage. Classic wars, I suppose. Yes. Um, but this was also the last Disney animated film uh, to be released during World War Two. So this, this this brings to the end of our kind of um, film era. So they can't use mm. the excuse anymore after this is escape. No, escapism <laughs> won't be our... It's fine for escapism reasons. Like, that won't be our excuse anymore. Maybe this would be like, it was like therapy afterwards instead. Yeah, like recovery. So it's quite interesting well that the film had its world premiere in Mexico City. I think, mm. again, that was kind of like a goodwill gesture of yeah. um, celebrating other cultures and diversity. Um, so the plot itself is quite simple when you break it right down. You're, mm. She's pulled a face at me like, no, it's not. But... <laughs> <laughs> so the, the premise is that it's Donald Duck's birthday and he gets a, a present. He gets a gift box. Um, and in it are, I think it's four presents. Um, and actually, is it three or four? It's three, isn't it? It's three presents yeah. but four stories, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Ridiculous idea. Shouldn't have four <laughs> presents for four stories. Like in Once Upon a Christmas. Um... <laughs> I'll never let that film go, ever. Um, <laughs> so, Donald opens this box and the, the tag is written in English, Spanish and Portuguese. Um, so, so when the tag arrives on Donald's gift box, it's like, what language is this? He can't read it. It's, he, had, he butchered the pronunciation, to be honest, didn't he? Of, um, he presentation. did. Um, and then, oh, it translates into English. And we realise that Donald has received a gift from his friends in Latin America. And then he unboxes the gift and there's these three presents that basically create four short stories, if you like, throughout the film. But the premise is that um, these presents have been sent to Donald from Latin America to teach him about additional cultures beyond America. Um, 
is the premise of the film. From yes. that, we end up with four different shorts. We have two um, that are that don't really involve Donald or like or the um, three cavaliers. Ironically, there's one about a penguin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's one about a flying donkey, and then um, is is other pal turns up. Um, so I know the other one's called Panchito. Is it Joe <laughs> Joe Quasa? See, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was something like Jose or like something oh, like that. It is Jose. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Joe somewhere. Yeah. Jose, <laughs> I'm right. I'm going to apologize to anyone that is like Spanish yes. or like Portuguese because French, I can do a French accent. Mm. I've never learned Spanish in school, so I don't understand the like the, the rules when it comes to yeah, the Spanish. Yeah, so, same. I think it's Jose Cariosa, I think. I think. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sounds all right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's from Saludas Amigos, which is um, and like another Disney film back like, before. Actually, it was like wasn't the film it was like forty five minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, and so we've seen him before, and he comes in. He represents Brazil, and he comes and takes Donald on a fantastic trip around Brazil. Um, and what's interesting here is it's a mixture of the um, animation of the birds and then the real life action of. Um, Brazil, so it's really yeah. cool. Uh, and then later on, we go to Mexico and we meet Panchito Pistoles. Pistoles? Pistoles? Not sure. Pistoles. Ooh. I'm sorry, everyone. If it was French, we'd be fine. Your Panchito was excellent. Panchito. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and Jose. See, I can do the other ones. I can do Saludos Amigos. I can do that, but I can't do like the with an E. Um, and that's basically the film. Is just Donald kind of like tra- traveling around Mexico. Yeah. And Brazil, um, finding new cultures, experiencing the dances, music, different foods. Um, so that's the premise of the film. It's an hour and 11 minutes, so quite a short film um, in comparison to others. It just about beats Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so that's it. It is quite a simple plot summary because, as we were saying before, not a lot actually happens in the film. It's just, it's a lot of like, showcasing cultures and the first two shorts one is about a penguin that's trying to leave the south pole to go and live in a hot country and then the second one is about this flying donkey that's all i could remember yeah like in a race like the flying donkey races against other donkeys so um yeah so and then you have the three caballeros song yeah is you don't hear it until like 20 minutes before the end. Yeah, when they're like, um, they've had their journey. When Donald, Panchito and Jose all come together <laughs> yeah. uh, like as a, as a squad. Yes. Um, so if you, if you because I knew the film from the ride in Epcot mm. in Disney World. Um, so if, if you're waiting for that, that um, reunion, you're going to have to sit through a lot before <laughs> you get to that song, let me tell you, because I was waiting. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah. so there's your plot. <laughs> It's a bit of a wacky film, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that it kind of follows on from the rest of the films, I think, that are more, like, story-based and yeah. more kind of, like, I guess, like, gentle, whereas this is very, like, in-your-face, very loud. I don't know why I had to put subtitles on for Donald in this one. Mm. It had been, been three minutes, and I couldn't understand what Donald was saying. That's a good point, actually. I automatically had mine on, so I wonder if I'd have been the same. I just turned them on. I was like, because I couldn't hear a word that he was saying. So it, it, I think it's back to when, like, like, you can understand him in today's ones. Yeah. But in that, I was really struggling. I've obviously like, mm-hmm. watched a lot of Donald Duck. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yes. So there's your plot. Um, over to Rosie then for our reviews. I'm really intrigued on these on reception and reviews. Mm. I'm just, I'm intrigued that it could go either way. 
because it's such a lesser known thing like you said before yeah, it's got quite like, a cult following I think, yeah because like, of the rhyme and stuff like that yeah like, the actual film itself not a lot of people actually kind of from, well from, from my experience with disney fans have seen the film like regularly either yeah so it's not yeah. like a one that we all kind of go oh my god let's go and watch the three crabbers well <laughs> the fact that we both haven't seen it until no. <laughs> literally today yesterday mm. you know so yeah it is quite interesting actually so the reception um, was very mixed at the time when it came mm. out because um, there were very mixed reviews and basically critics were at the time claiming that it displayed kind of more flash than actual substance so it was like all showy yeah. but not really like an actual plot or a narrative like I mean, you have Bambi no they're not <laughs> the Bambi and Dumbo Pinocchio and yeah. Snow White you've got a you've got a narrative to follow this That's is more like just said. oh my god am I a film critic I think I am <laughs> <laughs> was this you you weren't even alive but you know <laughs> I've backdated my Wikipedia entries um <laughs> So this obviously is more like Fantasia in that mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's not exactly the same. So obviously they are isolated stories, those ones, aren't they? So this one's kind yeah. of continuous. Obviously you've got the two isolated ones in this one. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's more similar to that. And they were saying that it shows kind of more technique, like Disney's technique. Yeah. Than yeah. it does artistry. So by that they mean obviously using um, animation and live action, like managing to blend those two mediums together. Mm-hmm. Because this was the first... Disney film to do that so this was like obviously a big thing for Disney to do I think was it was it also the first one because I thought it was but then I was reading before and it said that like I think it I think they'd done it in a TV series hadn't they before, okay maybe it's the first film then I, I think. think it was the first feature film yeah. to use it yeah because yeah. ex- people were saying it was like, the most experimental yeah inverted commas as you could yeah. get for a Disney film yeah um, because I assumed it was the first one because I had never and um, see it like seen any films before that mm-hmm. have it but i think they'd use it in a tv show so it was definitely brave yeah um, especially do. as films are more kind of like obviously you go to a cinema to watch a film and it's like on mm-hmm. the big screen you've got like the yeah. box office and everything like that Gosh, yeah so it's more kind of um what's the word like prestigious i guess and it's also a musical as well so yes. like on top of all to put all of that together in the cinema yeah is is brave <laughs> yeah so it definitely so they, they were saying it's more technique than artistry so um obviously they're saying that they put more effort into the actual kind of facilitating everything to happen on the screen in the way that it did like you mm. said the music like the musical elements of it the live action elements of it the animation like all of that kind of stuff and also the blending of the stories as well and um, trying to make that as natural as possible with the narration so critics were saying that there was kind of like a lack of an actual ongoing plot and a story it was Mm -hmm. kind of just we've done this for show like here's a live action segment just so we can put live action in this film or here's a musical segment we put musical in so I think some critics were kind of saying that it was more about that rather than actual solid content Um, and also unsurprisingly I think people were taken aback by the sexual dynamics of the film yeah uh, yeah (laughs) we'll discuss that in detail later on yeah it's not a children's film in that sense at all no and obviously particularly obviously we'll discuss this but the the reason was particularly the idea of Donald Duck um who was essentially how do we describe this lusting towards women a perv yes well there you go I I was trying to be uh (laughs) very eloquent with mine but yeah, you're not That's wrong. That's why we go so well together, Ruth. It, it is true. I just say it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so people were taken aback by that, and that was kind of 
even even at the time and obviously we know as we know at the time it wasn't perfect you know um these sort of things were what you would see on the screen yeah um but even at the time people were taken aback by this that's so, interesting Yes, it is. It is interesting. I wonder if they were taken aback by it because it was a children's film, though. Yes, or whether it I was think because it was right. misogynistic. I think the I way think... That we would probably look at it now is a little bit different. We see both. Yeah, I agree, and I also think it's probably because um, it was an animated character, uh, yeah. like a, and a duck. Like I think it was that rather than yeah, because yeah, then there's the whole like ducks and humans vibe as well. Ooh. Like there was a lot going on. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll discuss that later <laughs> on. Um, but that was something that people didn't particularly like. However, the film did receive two nominations for the Oscars in 1946. So it received one for best musical score yeah. and another for best sound recording. It didn't win either of them. And um, best sound recording, really? Mm, I thought that was interesting. Although I suppose if it was kind of like on location sound recording, mm. that's a bit harder to do than in the studios. That would make sense. Yeah. And I suppose the music is good, like for the for the uh, score one at least. Like the music yeah, is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get on board with that one. But yeah. I think I'll be honest. I think we said in like the last one, the sound recording one, the sound recording for Disney oh, yeah. this period did seem to dip a little bit. It like did. The Bambi yeah. sound was off. Like, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, Disney sound still isn't great when you look at things like Disney Plus. Like, I don't know about anyone else has this problem. Disney yes. Plus's sound, I have to have it on a hundred all yeah, the time. Yeah, so and it's quiet. Still not loud enough. It's, Compared to Netflix, yeah. Netflix. If you if you flip between them, like I do this, like I'll watch something on yeah. uh, Disney Plus, then go to Netflix. I go on Netflix, I'm nearly like scared off my sofa because I'm like <laughs> so much noise. I actually read now with the remote, like to turn it down when I switch yeah, over. Yeah. So it seems yeah. to be a weird thing that Disney never seemed to get quite right is their yeah. sound balancing, which is interesting. It is, yeah. But they and yet they still get nominated for these awards, so that is interesting. Yeah. Um, and then they also received a nomination for the Golden Lion Award at the Venice Film Festival Awards. And basically, this is recognised as one of the most prestigious and distinguished prizes in the film industry. Oh. So it was quite an honour. And it was the first year that this, this award was available. It's when this award was created. Oh, wow. So it was nominated for the first ever one. It didn't win. Um, yeah, let down all of that, wasn't it, really? Yes. So it had the, you know, the honour, but um, it, it didn't win. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that was kind of like the background and the reception at the time. And then I'll move on to the scores now. So on IMDb, it's it's got six point four out of ten. Oh, which six, well, I, I mean, that's quite high. I think that's too for high. <laughs> and that's a joke, personally, from what we've seen for some of our favourites. Um, I come back. To Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Precisely. I, I'm just, it's, it's a joke. Especially because um, that's like a similar setup in the structure yep. of the film. So, and ten yeah. times better. So I don't know how we're on 6.4 for this one, but that's apparently what the users think as well, because that's not even critics. What? Um, because IMDB is just users. And then Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it eighty-two percent. That's an absolute joke. Um like that's no. You, no, that, you need to rewatch it, it. Does it say like 8.2%. Is that what it actually says? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> but then, to be honest, the audience aren't that much better. They've given it a 65%. And I'm like, even even that? I'm sorry. No. But then, and then if you look at Metacritics, oh, the critics went even higher. They went 85%. I'm like, sorry. They to be like fair, eight? there were only six critics on there, but still. It's, that's still six people who thought it was like yeah. worth a lot. Exactly. So, and then the audience on there gave it six point six out of ten. So, I mean, I don't, I do not understand these scores. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, 
I feel like the reason it's got these scores is that classic, like, oh, it's one of Disney's like classic films. Oh, like, yeah. it's a Heaven real... forbid we ever yeah, criticize a classic Disney film. film. Yeah, that sort of thing. Because people are very mm. precious, aren't they? As they we know. are. We do, we do. We, do. we have had run-ins. <laughs> we have, indeed. <laughs> so then if we look at the actual reviews, so I've got some reviews from the time, um, from critics. So in Time magazine in 1945, um, the writer said, unfortunately, the names of the, the writers were not available. So the writer at the time <laughs> said, the movie as a whole presents the unhappy spectacle of a brilliant artist screaming his lungs out in an effort to make up for the fact that he has, for the moment, nothing to say. So that's talking about Disney, basically. Oh, well, oh. It's interesting. Um, I don't really know. Wow. To be fair, though, I was reading that apparently this came in the middle of an animator strike at Disney. Ooh. Apparently it was quite a contentious animation strike. So I think they were trying to be a bit like, cheap is not the right word, but maybe like that's why the writing isn't as great. And yeah. Like, and that kind yeah. of stuff. I think there was a lot going on internally in the company sense. at this time, which is potentially why he had nothing to say in inverted commas, because yeah. like it, he was just trying to make sure they had, they said something. something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Plus let's not forget, they didn't have a lot of control over this either. Probably if it was in collaboration with the American government, yeah, they wouldn't have exactly. had as much freedom as they probably had with their other films. So yeah, probably worth considering that, that as well. That is very true. That is true. Um, and then in, in the New York Times in 1945, um, they said that there is no question that Mr. Disney has got here a brilliant, fluid style for presenting musical pictures and that his enthusiasm expressed through it is great. But he hasn't quite brought them into order. His film is flashy and exciting and nothing more. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I Me think too. it's a great, it's a great visual, like it's a great you feel like you're at a party when you watch it. You feel yeah. like you're part of it, like a community. Yeah. But, you're not you never feel like you're fully part of the story yeah yeah i agree with that um and then (laughs) and then in the variety uh, magazine they said that the off-screen narration is so skillfully blended with the dialogue between donald uh jose et al they've said i mean you know it's panchito okay i mean there's literally three of them yes i don't know why you do et al that's incorrect (laughs) use of et al and (laughs) and it's also smoothly cut and edited one is only casually conscious of where one stops and where the other begins. I think the narration is, yeah. Yeah, the, the narration, narration is. very well done. It's like, like like the Winnie the Pooh style, isn't it? Where it's yeah. Like part of the yes. And they're saying it's smoothly cut and edited. Basically, they're saying that you, you're not really thinking about when you're moving on to the next thing. You're just kind of being consciously taken there. I'm not sure if I, can... I don't agree with that. But I, I think know it's quite it has jarring. to do with the editing. I think it's more to do with the writing of it. Yeah, like, it's I, a I wouldn't agree with that because it, like Donald's literally pulled from books like quite a suddenly. Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. But I don't think it's the editing that's a the problem there. I think no. it's the writing. Yeah, and I the agree. style of the film. Yeah. So mostly the critics are quite, um, you know, sing its praises, but the audience not so much um, <laughs> in their reviews. So an IMDb user said it's boring despite its solid visuals, <laughs> which is a shame. And ultimately, what makes it one of the worst Disney classics? Oof. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Um, wow. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not wow. really sure what to say on that because I don't really. It's, it's not a classic Disney classic. No, it's not. Like, it's not. It follow the same patterns as them. So. No. Very bold statement. There it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not one of the best 
um so (laughs) i agree in that extent but and then another person said that this film really has no plot it's just a mash of animation and live action and a huge dance fest and party in latin america it's like a never-ending parade with nothing too intriguing to grab your attention yeah i agree i agree with that yeah they're trying to make it kind of flashy and showing everything off and showcasing but it's like what is the point it felt more like a documentary than a film. Yeah, yeah, it was more like it was because it was very educational, wasn't it? Which I loved. Me too. But it, yeah, and that's why it feels so different because it definitely felt more like a documentary film. Yeah. Or like a travel journal style film than yeah. a Disney classic. I agree. Um, and then someone else said that the animation is stunning. Uh, with rich bold colours and the characters and backgrounds are beautifully realised. The music is also memorable and gives real flavour to some of the scenes. Yeah, I think that's true. I think the animation is mostly, most, there are scenes that are really, really beautiful. Like when you see the um, sites and the landscapes of Mexico and Brazil with those those sections without Donald. Yeah, there's some of them, but it's very obviously sketched. Yeah. Like, I know that's what they did. But I think mm. when you look at something like Dumbo, for example, that came before it, or Bambi, the sketches... I mean, Bambi had its moments where it was just, like, quite clearly just, like, a drawn tree in the corner. Yeah. But it, the environment felt more alive. Yeah. I feel like on this it was quite obviously 2D. And I think that was mm-hmm. because they were putting it on green screens. I think that showed up the animation a little bit because it was only 2D. Yeah, I think also the, the introduction of live action as well. Like, when you're blending the two together... Mm-hmm. it brings your attention so much the animation so you can kind of see like yeah. what it's like it's it's not kind of obviously it's nowhere near the kind of animation of what disney is doing now um but yeah even for the time like compared to bambi yeah it does it, it feel it's not like stunning that's why i mean like there's only for me it was the scenes where they like panned over mexico and brazil yeah that was i lovely. liked that but the actual characters themselves and everything was quite basic. Because I'm thinking of like you know when when they're in the in the actual towns and stuff. Yeah. And like walls, for example, or mm. like rooftops. Yeah. They were just like blocks. Yeah, it's all very one dimensional. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that did shock me a bit. Because yeah. Not, but I I think that is because they were drawing for a green screen as opposed to drawing for just because it's an animation film. Yeah. I've definitely changed things, um, which was a shame, because you're right, there was some of it was gorgeous, um, but it wasn't the same standard that we were used to from yeah. other films. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I thought I'd do something a bit different. Ooh. And I actually searched The Three Caballeros as a tag on Instagram oh. to see what people were tagging, using that tag for. And I actually found people were tagging pictures of them at, Disney World or with like merch because you can meet you can now meet Panchito and Jose and Donald um, outside um, the Mexico Pavilion in the World Mm. Showcase in Epcot and so I think it was more regular in 2006 but it's I think they come out every now and again now it's not as regular but they come out every now and again Um, and it looks like a really fun meet and greet because they're all massive as well (laughs) yeah the costumes look really really good um, and basically, I wanted to see like what people were saying about it because I thought like if you're posting a picture, yeah, like true. obviously sometimes it might just be of your holiday, but actually there was a couple of people um, who like wrote a caption about like their thoughts on the film. Mm-hmm. So um, at dazzling like Jasmine said that the Free Caballeros is my favorite movie. It means so much to me. It was the only Disney movie where I saw myself represented when I was little, which is interesting. Is, yeah. 
that's interesting because like obviously they saw their culture being represented yeah. in a film for the that's first the thing. time I think, I think if you look at it, it depends how you look at this film if you look at it as like an animated feature film yeah it's not great no. If you look at it as an edu- as, a, as an education tool, it's fantastic. Yeah. Because of the fact that it obviously integrates the education and the culture and the mm-hmm. facts with the animation for kids. So I think if you look at it that way, it's fantastic. But it's something you're going to yeah. sit down and enjoy as a family for like a feel-good film. Probably not. No, um, exactly. But it's interesting because it's not one that obviously we have ever kind of sat and watched as kids. No. Interesting that Jasmine, well, sparkling like Jasmine has. Yes. And also another person on Instagram, Adventures of Lucy, um, so she said, sure, Jose has many flaws, but if you ask any Brazilian Disney fan, they will tell you how much they love feeling represented in this yeah, film. So really cool. I like the fact that at least like it shows that people were represented in this film and like yeah. it's clearly done that justice. Like, but like you said, not in terms of like a film, but in terms of like an educational, like bringing awareness yeah. and attention. Well, it's my, that's my favourite part of the film is is how how it showcases like all like the different dances and the costumes yeah. and the language and I'll talk about that in a, in a minute but how it doesn't translate everything I love yeah. that I think that's really yeah. great and, and how it obviously uses Spanish and Portuguese throughout yes. as the norm I, like I love that I thought that was so great um, yeah. from a cultural perspective so yeah I, I think I agree and I think it's great to see yourself like on screen as, as we've talked about with them um, other like more like recent films yeah um, like Raya yeah yeah um, but I think if you look at it purely as a film to sit down and enjoy, mm-hmm. it's not one that you're going to have the family on the TV it's for. Not. But I was no. thinking when I was watching it, it would be a great thing, I think, to put on for kids when they're younger. I think kids yeah. might like it. Like, if you think back to things like tweenies and teletubbies when we were younger, <laughs> remember how they used to kind of, like, start and they'd all like, be like, oh, let's look at this thing. Yeah. Or, like, like Pippin. And it would be, like, oh, going to, like, real, words, real world situations. Yeah. Education, like you know, like opening doors to these mm-hmm. like videos, and used to like love them. Yeah. So I think for kids, that's what they would really, really like. So I think it's yeah. definitely that kind of put your kid down in front of the TV and like let them enjoy. And I reckon kids would also in it be that fun that kids like I want to watch that again. Yeah. Like seeing the dances and like those kind of yeah, things. and the music and the characters are probably quite yeah. appealing to kids as I well. I had that one with the tweenies when I was younger. It wasn't a real life one, but it was in um, like the story of Rapunzel. That mm. one episode because it had Rapunzel in it. I used to watch it all the time, and <laughs> um, so I reckon some kids would have that with this. Yeah, film. yeah, I agree. Yeah, so yeah, that was how it was received, and what people think of it now. It's interesting. It is very interesting. It's interesting because it's. I think it is quite forward thinking for its time, which we'll talk about in a sec. But like in terms of the like the languages and the culture and all that kind of stuff, um. It's interesting to hear how that was received back then. Yeah, exactly. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So that brings us on to Disney fun fact number two. Um, so Donald Duck fans know that their favourite bird's birthday is June the 9th. However, this film features his birthday on Friday the 13th, which is really interesting. Yeah, I think I was reading before as well that I think they they read edited in sort of this movie for TV release as part of an ABC series and they retitled it A Present for Donald and I think in that they mentioned that his birthday was March the 13th I think it was Um, so bit of bit of uh, miss miss incontinuity is that the word? Mm. yeah 
Interesting. Sneaky bit. Or maybe Donald Duck is just like the queen and has two birthdays. Yeah, maybe. I could see that happening for such a... I feel like Donald Duck is definitely that kind of person. Yes. Oh, he definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> so, now we'll discuss our thoughts on the film for its time and the film overall. I always love this section. I think this is the most like interesting <laughs> section. So, what did you think, Casey, of the film for its time, so when it was released? I think... That's it. That's what I mean. So if you look at it as an actual film, sit down and mm. enjoy. Mm. Not, it didn't really grip me because obviously, as we know, I'm, I'm a plot gal. Yeah. And there isn't really yeah. a great plot. No. Um, but I think that what the film tries to achieve and the representation that it gives on screen and the culture it exposes is fantastic. Especially yeah. when you consider the time frame that we're looking back in like 1940s. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's amazing. Um, especially because they travelled through latin america to get the footage i think like walt traveled through with them i think that's um, really cool everyone double checked it home to it but i'm fairly <laughs> certain that's what happened because they kind of went on like this latin america tour yeah to like absorb the culture hear the music catch the um lots of the footage that you see i think there's there's one dance sequence that wasn't filmed on location it was the um the aquatico beach one that mm. one was filmed on the studio lot but i think everything else was kind of shot live and um, yeah like, you know the one with like the boats and like um the, like the really cool fishing nets that come out oh boats, yeah so yeah I, I loved That's that really and i was like you know what i've never seen anything like that before on western no. tv like it's just it's not something that we're exposed to so i thought that was amazing that commitment to filming as well rather than just saying we're going to make our own version of latin america stuff i think it was a really like amazing gesture for the time as well to actually yeah. go to that country and film and, and absorb the culture rather than trying to recreate it in an, with an American eye, because yeah. as we said before with other um, films, when people try and do that, then it's like a a falsified version of yeah. that culture, and it's it's not it's not right. It's it's not educational, and it's not it's, it's not, not beneficial for anyone. Um, authentic. That's the way I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you. And um, so so I, I love that they did that, and I think that comes across really well because I think it definitely feels authentic when you watch those live action yeah. sequences, like the dances, the costumes, the environment. Yeah, it, it really feels like you're you're there. Um, I've never been to uh, Latin America. I would love to go. But I've never mm. ever been, and so it's really nice to kind of see the whole environment rather than just like the dancers isolated on a stage or yeah um animation it's nice to see the whole because i love the community sense how in Mm. all of them it's very well most of the 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 sections there's like um big dances big communities dancing together Mm. and i love that um so i I thought for its time that was really progressive to go and then go back and present that to an american audience i think that's really really cool Um, yeah so yeah, I thought that was fab, especially as well when you look at the fact. I mean, when when you look at it now, the animation overlay onto live action isn't great. Like from no. my perspective now, especially it's when you can some, even something like Mary Poppins is still better, and that's that's not much long after. Maybe. Yeah. Um, especially when you look at the fact that like now, when you've got things like um, like Marvel films, for example, like the CGI levels. Yeah. Um and. Like the overlay of, of like your animation and your your real life and all that kind of stuff it doesn't look as clean but i think when yeah. you think back to then that must have been so cool to have seen yeah. that on the screen at the time definitely um, and again i think that's really really brave to, to have gone and done that does it mm-hmm. always work not really i think sometimes no. <laughs> it's obvious that like <laughs> they're not really there yeah um, and it, it can be a little bit jarring when you watch it especially when like Donald is like kissing women and like yeah it's all a bit bizarre but I think from a technique perspective I think it's really cool that they were obviously um 
were doing that, I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, and I really appreciated that. I thought, when it came up, I was like, ooh, experimental. Mm. I like it. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think the, the misogynistic stuff is interesting in the way that it's mm. received because, yeah, I think it's more kind of the shock factor of, like, oh, my God, kids are watching, like, Donald City, yeah. like, stare at women on the beach. Like, it's really weird. With a telescope. Um, yeah, bizarre. <laughs> um, so... But I'll talk about that more in the next session. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's what I think about it for the time. I think I think it must have been a little bit bizarre for audiences coming from things like Dumbo and yeah. Snow White and Bambi to mm-hmm. come into this. I'd be a little bit like, a Disney okay? Like, yeah. it's all right. Yeah. But I suppose okay. it probably was prefaced with lots of war propaganda and stuff anyway. Yeah. So it was that idea. Um, and I, I love the premise behind it of like trying to like unite countries through culture yeah. sharing because I think that's so important. I think lots of the reasons that people have problems with other people nowadays are due to ignorance and due to a lack of understanding of other people's cultures. And yeah, um, I, I feel like I mean, as an English person, I feel like I can say English people do it quite a lot. Um, yeah, and quite ignorant of other people's cultures. Yeah. And I think films and ed- and uh, TV series that do this really help with that especially for children yeah definitely from a younger age yeah someone is different to you or dance is different or speaks different doesn't mean different traditions at christmas doesn't mean that they're wrong yeah um so yeah i I love all it sets out to do is it my favorite disney film no um but i for the time i I think it must it's really really brave and i think it's um i just i love whenever culture is represented really well on screen i love that yeah yeah and it gives such a broad range of culture. It gives like the dancing, it gives the traditions, it gives the, the, the solo artists, it gives the musicians, mm-hmm. it gives like the um, the fashion, it gives like all of their um, like decoration and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I loved all of that. So for its time, I think it was pretty sick to be fair. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I agree for its time. I'll emphasize that. Um, <laughs> for its really time. Answer's going to differ to the next question we ask it. Yeah. So for its time, I do think it was very brave and like very, like you said, forward thinking because it was like they were ahead of their time, like doing something like this, like yeah. so educational and kind of making sure people are aware of like other cultures, what other cultures do, other traditions people have and like people are different and that we should celebrate that. So I think that was very brave. And also yeah. I, I think we should also point out that that is something that can go horrifically wrong. Yeah. So they did it well. I think they, we were both cringing before we watched it because I wasn't yeah. sure if it was going to be like, culture share yes or offensive basically. yeah a negative representation yeah yeah, yeah. but I, exactly. think, I think that's why it was quite strong that they showed live footage yeah of the actual people who yeah. live in that area rather yeah than trying to recreate that into an american animation which wouldn't have translated as well on screen no no exactly when you've got real life footage that's I mean, that's as authentic as you can get yeah really. <laughs> you can't really do much more than that so I think They've done it really well because obviously, if they hadn't, we would have a lot of things to say yeah. and comments to say about it. It's and definitely I did, stereotypical, isn't it? Like definitely stereotypical. Yeah, it's definitely very stereotypical um, with the the things it like focuses in on. I guess like within each culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it is very educational. I mean, I was I was learning things when yeah, I was watching too. it. I didn't know everything. Um, about these cultures I, I didn't know about the pinatas at Christmas I thought no, because I've had pinatas when I was younger as yeah like, me too um parties and stuff but I didn't yeah. know it was a Christmas thing that's well cool. no I thought that was amazing and I think yeah. that just goes to show that you know you can still learn now you can always learn more about another that's culture so, true. 
so and you know what I loved in that section as well is the fact that like he tries to talk about it. So Panchito is like, oh, Christmas. And Donald starts singing Jingle Bells straight away. Oh, it's, yeah. It's like rather than asking what's your culture, Donald yeah. assumes that his culture is everybody yeah. else's culture. And then Panchito's like, <laughs> no, that's yeah. not what we do here. And then teaches him. And I thought yeah. that was a really nice but subtle hint of like, people shouldn't be ignorant basically yeah yeah no I definitely agree I like the fact that he kind of got shut down like (laughs) (laughs) it was like no 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 no. that's not what we do here like that kind of vibe (laughs) and I I love that I agree like that was really nice to see and I think I do think a lot of this film was kind of putting Donald in his place oh yeah he deserved to be yeah definitely I think it was kind of like Donald there is a whole world out here like not everyone does exactly what you do um so it definitely is educational for now so it must have been educational back in 1944 especially um and I think like as I said that can be a brave thing to do when you and whenever you're educating someone you know you have to try and do it in a way that's sensitive um and where you're not you know offending people so obviously like (laughs) we said there are stereotypes but it generally it does a good job of educating people which I think is like you said earlier it does feel like a more of a documentary to me than a film Um, with a few weird short stories chucked in there for, <laughs> for fun, I guess. Um, so it is definitely like credible, credible, credible. Don't know the right word. Credible, yeah, you were right. Yeah, credible. No, thank no you. Tea. Okay, credible and commendable <laughs> <laughs> for its efforts of educating uh, people. Yeah. Um, so I think that would have been something that at the time people would have learned a lot from, and that would have, like you said, really helped unify. Mm-hmm. Um, them together with Latin America so I think that's great and also obviously um, people in Latin America as we've read would yeah. have also felt represented for, yeah. a, for a film so that would have been amazing for them um, so I think in terms of culture it's it's great like and it would have been great in the time as well and then in terms of animation um, as we've said it's one of the first or maybe the first film, it is the, the first film to combine right. yeah. <laughs> animation and live action so whilst you may have been like, whoa, what, what's happening here? You've also been like, wow, I didn't know that was possible. Or yeah. like, like, this is insane. There's a real person on that screen, but there's also a duck, like an animated duck. Like, yeah. So I think that would have been a wow factor, definitely. Because as we, as we get that kind of factor with more and more CGI use, like yeah. you kind of go, wow, they can do this now. Like, yeah. so I think it would have been that sort of thing where you would have been really like shocked. Um, and it would have been like quite a talk amongst people, I reckon. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it was definitely um, kind of progressive um, of Disney, both in terms of creatively, um, but in terms of also content as yeah. well. Um, I mean, I wonder whether people came out feeling um, like they'd actually seen a film, and yeah. whether there was a story, probably not. There are a few takeaway points from it, though, um, I guess, but which I'll go into in a bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know whether it would have been the same, like you said, as like seeing Bambi and Dumbo. Because I don't think it's the same sort of like escapism. Yeah. Um, it's very like abstract and all over the place. So I don't know. Personally, it gave me a bit of a headache. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's it just, really funny. I think it would have been obviously very new. So it's very innovative, very creative, very abstract, experimental, which critics love. Um, but yeah, I think it's good for its time. It's not the best thing though. Um, I don't think because I think the films before, many of them, not all of them, <laughs> were better than this. Uh, not only in terms of plot, but also in terms of as we discussed, animation as well. Yeah. And um, although the music I did 
really enjoy. Yeah. I think I think again, you're introducing culture through that music too. So I yeah. think they would have appreciated that during the time. So yeah, yeah. I, I think we have some more thoughts yeah. on, on that. <laughs> so what did you think of the film overall when you're not taking the context into account? Um so everything that I said stands about the culture. I don't mean to kind of say mm-hmm. that that's like that. That was great. I learned yes. a lot about what you were saying. I learned a lot about even like the, the wildlife and the birds. Yeah. Um, different words and obviously the language. I mm. love, I love, 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 love how much non-English was in it. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that not everything was translated. They only translated like the core lines that you need to understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas there was a lot of Spanish and Portuguese that was just not translated and I thought that was amazing yeah um because I think that again it's that more authentic um integration mm. into an actual culture rather yeah. than being like ah oh, look here's Mexico and not yeah any authentic Mexican and it's like showing that, that not everyone speaks English as well that yeah. sort of thing like don't yeah. expect everyone to speak English because yeah. they, they didn't have to because <laughs> we don't speak anything else exactly oh um hence our butchering of the Spanish slash Portuguese <laughs> at the beginning which really frustrates me. I wish we had more song languages in, in UK. Oh, definitely. It really frustrates yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, I mean, I loved French, but the fact that I kind of never had the chance to learn Spanish at secondary mm. school is it's just a letdown. Because basically we were given, like, we were either allocated to German or Spanish. That that was it. So you, yeah. you couldn't, and then there was, like, limitations in, like, where you could pick languages against other subjects. So yeah. I think it's a real downfall of the UK as a language teaching, which is so annoying. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's another story. It's a whole other podcast. Um, so, so yeah, so I think that's why I probably love that as well. I, I love that kind of um, pride in your language. I think it's great. Um, yeah. I hate people just assume that you need to speak English. I hate that. Yeah, um, me too. So, loved that. As a film, would I probably ever watch this again? Probably not. Not gonna lie. I probably would watch it again with someone else who hadn't seen it. Yeah. And be like, yeah. Oh, let's watch it then. Um, see their reaction <laughs> but it wouldn't be like oh let's put the three caballeros on like no um so i mean i found it quite difficult to watch in terms of like let's talk about donald yeah let's just get it out out there and in the open pervy ways it just wasn't on like at the beginning when he meets the first woman it's kind of a bit like infatuation and you're like, you know what? you could probably have gotten away with that one it was still a bit weird but brother could have gotten away with it because it was like this, yeah like Beetle woman who comes in and can sing and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was the fact that he looked at her for five seconds and then she danced with another guy and he started to get all like jealous with horns and started to like. Yeah. I was like, sorry, can you put the duck testosterone away, please? Yeah. Like, it's just a bit much. <laughs> and then it only got worse as we went through the film. So I found those really hard to watch, especially mm-hmm. when it was like. When he was looking at the girls like on the beach in their bikinis, oh. and he was like, "Oh, I think I'm going to like it here," and I was like, "That's no. not acceptable." No. And then, and then the bit towards the end oh. when it no. was like when they were just they were just chanting like "pretty women, pretty women," and I was like, "This is not acceptable behavior." No. A for yeah. a child's like film, B for a fictional dog, and yeah. C that's not a way to be approaching women ever. No, like, no, 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 no. like. Donald, if Donald was at work, he would have full on been pulled up for sexual harassment by HR. Like it was, yeah. it was really bad. So I agree. I feel, it's a shame because I was really enjoying the cultural side of it, but then when he was sat there like trying to jump on all these women, it, it was really yeah. putting to watch. And it, like I said, they probably could have gone away with it a little bit more if it was at once. Yeah, it was every single Constant. like new group of people that he met, yeah. he was like, "Oh, women." Um, mm. and I don't think that has helped. No, 
from a representation point of view either because it then makes it look like Hispanic women are only like, you know, objects of an American yeah. man's eye. So Definitely. that isn't a great approach. I think they made a mistake there. They detracted from their message. Yeah. Rather than, because no woman really talked to us. We didn't hear any woman's story or anything like that. We nope. just had women dance and look pretty for us. And yeah. I was like, oh, like the, no. <laughs> and that's kind of part of its time as well. But mm. it it kind of created that sense of like lesser in the fact that like, because Donald was like an American, like yeah. the American male gaze. And that was all he could focus on in, in this beautiful country. Yeah. All he could focus on was the women and how they looked. Yeah. So that was a real letdown for me. Um, and it just mm. wasn't necessary. That's I don't know why they put it in. I don't get who they're no. trying to appeal to. I don't understand. No. Because it's not it's not funny for kids. No. It's offensive. Certainly isn't for funny women. for adults. No. Um <laughs> and I don't get what the message was supposed to be behind no. that. I don't understand why that was put like, in. Like where's the culture? You've 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 lost the point. Like the journey was to showcase all these beautiful cultures and all of their kind of customs and everything like yeah. that. And then why has Donald suddenly got a telescope? Um, where he's spying a woman on the beach. Like, I'm sorry. It's yeah. a no. It's a no from me. <laughs> it was all just very bizarre. So I wasn't yeah. a fan of that. No. Um, yeah, big fat no from me. Um, it's <laughs> all just a bit like all over the place as well. Like, yes. We jumped around a lot, and then you just kind of get into a place and then you leave. Um, yeah. And can we just talk about the first two shorts? <laughs> so the, the first two shorts are called. <laughs> So I've got them. I've got them written down here. So we have. It's called the cold-blooded penguin, um, and this is basically about a penguin in Antarctica called Pablo, because that's normal. Yeah. Who's so fed up with living in the cold of the South Pole that he wants to leave his home for warmer climates and decides he's gonna make his way to Chile. He's gonna go past Lima and Quito and go to the Galapagos Islands. None of that is indicated in terms of the location, is it? It's, it's just a I think it's like page. vaguely hinted at, like it's written as he passes through it, but it's yeah. not the point of it. Yeah. Because I was like, is this supposed to link? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, and we literally just watched a penguin <laughs> um, try and leave ice and go to a hot island. And he eventually got there and then he was definitely sunburned. Um, yeah, and having regrets, he missed his friends. Well, I was like, what an ambiguous way to leave it, because it was like, but sometimes he thinks, and then the, and then the narrator was like, ha never happy, and then just moved on. I was like, yeah, no. I was like, so what was the takeaway here? I need to know then? what happened to this penguin. Yeah, so that was pointless. Bizarre. Like, I was quite invested in the penguin's journey. Me too. Yeah. Until I realised it was all for nothing, because I yeah. wondered whether. The penguin was then going to become one of the core birds that were part of the story uh, because he yeah. like changed color and stuff. I was like, yeah. maybe he like, but no, I, I was thinking too deeply into it. Yes. Really. Yeah. So that was a real, real letdown. But at least it was a bird. Is all I'm going to say. At least yeah. the bird was relevant. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Even though it was a really so that was a waste of time for me, especially when we'd had the whole like get up of like Latin America mm-hmm. and like um like Donald's intro and stuff like that. Yeah. And especially knowing that, like, like the, it's called the Three Caballeros. So I was yeah, like, where, so... where are they? <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking, halfway through that, I was like, am I watching the right film? Like, have yeah. I clicked on the right one? Um, I was really confused, so I wasn't a fan of that. And then mm-hmm. that's followed by The Flying Gauchito, um, which is an adult narrator telling the story of him as a, as a child. Mm. Um, and the little boy is from Uruguay. Um, and he basically goes, he, 
he he can't really quite get the story right, can he? First of all, he's looking mm. for ostriches, and and then he ends up finding a winged donkey who's called Burrito. Yeah, because he thinks it's a bird. Like, he thinks it's an ostrich. Which I thought was quite offensive, but apparently Burrito is Spanish for little donkey. Yes, so. yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, what? That's so offensive <laughs> calling a burrito. But I understand now. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was weird. So we found this winged donkey. It was a bit like a Pegasus, but it was a donkey. And then he won a race and then flew off and was never seen again. What was the point? I don't know. But I don't know if these were like, are these like stories from like tradition and culture? I don't know. Um, Possibly. If, if they were, it wasn't made obvious and they just felt no. really out of place. It was so, jarring. I wish those two hadn't been in it. I'd have rather have had Donald and his pals yeah. visit other parts of Latin America yeah, from and, the beginning. and see that rather yeah. than those really bizarre shots. I wasn't a fan. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was weird. Um, I was like, where are we going with this? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But I loved the music. I thought the music was fab. Um, I loved all like, the different styles. So the fact that you had like um, some slower, some kind of some louder, some instrumental. Some I thought that was great. The, the, the variety in there. So it's really hard for me because I enjoyed so many parts of the film, but the mm. film overall because it was lacking a plot. I was like, I'm just not yeah. bored. Like I'm not invested. Um, as much as I would like to be. All the other elements were working, but without the plot to stitch it all together, yeah. it was just a shame that kind of it was a bit disjointed. Um Yeah. Which was yeah, it was a shame. And the whole misogyny thing, I was like, I'm sorry, like I can't I, I couldn't watch it again because it was of a that. struggle it was, to get through. It was just really like offensive to watch as a woman actually in certain yeah. points. Like it was like that's just not acceptable. Um Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair Panchito and Jose did pull him back a bit. They were like, Donald, come They on. did. Like, get yeah. your pal. Um, so that was one good side, I suppose. He was reined in a little bit by them, but he didn't take any heed, did he? But then still, they were still singing the whole Pretty Girls thing later on, so. Yeah, yeah. They're not completely yeah. innocent. No, they're not. They're not. Lad culture, I suppose, by yes. the birds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think so that's... That's how I feel about it. I feel like I feel like I feel more positive about it than you do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I feel like I sound more positive than I felt when I was watching it. If that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah. There's so many bits that I did enjoy. Reflected. But I just feel like the the plot element was so was such a big gap. Yeah. That it's hard to get past that. I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about you? Dare I ask how you feel about the film? In well, it's funny because I agree with a lot of your points of like. The, the positives that you said like I agree like the music was great yeah um I love that and obviously as we've already mentioned so I won't go into it but the culture like yeah. again that obviously hasn't changed that's still that is the best part yeah of the whole film um however it's just not a film um like it's just <laughs> not I'm sorry it's not I can't call no. it a film it's Fantasia 2.0 like I can't I can't oh, like, don't, because there is a Fantasia 2.0 I know so. I, I, I can't <laughs> Like, I just don't know what it is. Uh, if if I want to watch short stories, I want them to be short stories and I want them to have some sort of purpose. A and, message. Yeah, a message. And I was, so there, there I was, like, watching that Penguin one after we'd seen Donald. And I was like, oh, excellent. Okay, we've got some short stories. This is how it's going to go the whole way through. I was like, this is cool. And then, like you, at the end of the Penguin short, I was like, right. So where are we going now? I was like, what was that? Because I was waiting for the narrator to be like, and this is what this is, and this links to this. 
and he was just left it like you said very ominously open we don't know what happened to uh, yeah, Pablo because he literally finished the narrator was like well some people are never happy and this moved yeah. on and I was like that's not a life lesson I, I was like sorry um, and also I just need to talk about the penguin one just briefly <laughs> can we just talk about the fact that he has a stove in an igloo can we, can we just talk about that for a second well. So obviously, if you if you watch this, basically later down the line on his journey, his igloo starts melting because it all gets a bit hot. But the, the truth is, he's had a stove in that igloo his whole life. So I'm not being funny. That would have melted years ago. I also I'm not, I forgot to mention on that penguin section. It was so funny when it when the narrator was like, "The welcoming party has now only consists of two penguins." <laughs> That got me as well. That got me. It's like by now the farewell committee was reduced to two. <laughs> like that. Oh my god. It was so funny. It was I mean, amazing. I did feel. I must say though, I was, I was impressed by Pablo's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't give I was up. Waiting for that to like pay off, and it just yeah, for something down the line. So again, we, we're left with something that's like great individually because it mm. was it was good. It did mm. have a story. There was actually a plot. I enjoyed the. Actually, yeah. I enjoyed Pablo's story, but, but I was like, "Why is it in this film?" Yeah, like separate. Disney released that as a separate short. Fine, excellent. <laughs> I want to know more about. I want the Pablo Chronicles. To be well, honest. I want to know: Is he okay? Did he go back? <laughs> yeah, I'm I was like, is he all right? Like <laughs> the picture that he had of his two penguin friends. They were so. It always looked so miserable. <laughs> So I can't lie, that short did um it did get to me. Um yeah. I enjoyed it very much. And so the problem was that finished and I was like, okay, so what what was the point though? Like I enjoyed that. Yeah. So I was like, oh the next short it'll make more sense. Well no. <laughs> it didn't it didn't make more sense. So I saw the title and I was like, The Flying Gashito. I was like, I was like, what does that mean? And then um, yes, as Katie's already said. Uh, we are presented with a flying donkey kind of Pegasus creature and basically as soon as I saw that I was like this is Fantasia because it gave me that vibe and I did enjoy how the narrator told the story like um, yeah. and the younger self was like portraying the story like on the screen it all felt enjoyed very that. Winnie the Pooh-esque with the narrator it did. which I really liked yeah because he was also speaking in rhyming couplets as well oh yeah I forgot to love mention that. I love that I picked up on that <laughs> I was like oh nice writing yeah so I loved that. I was like, the vibes are great. And it was cute. Um, I don't really know what the point was. Like, obviously, they won the race, but I don't know what was the message. Because they cheated. Well, yeah, they that's true. They didn't even get that be... prize money. They just so they were found away. out to be cheats and then just, like, ran away. And I was like, well, I need yeah. to know more. So I was like, again, at the end of that, I was like, um, I enjoyed that. But why did I enjoy that? And what was it for? So then I was like, okay, we're going to get another short like this again. I was like, right, it's just going to be this sort of vibe. And then it really wasn't <laughs> similar after nowhere, that. Didn't yeah, like that is where for me, that's a huge turning point into what we're actually seeing. Like yeah. for me, they are two short films and then we go into the free cabaleros. Yeah. Like they were like things you'd watch. You know, like when you go and see a Disney film or Pixar film, you get the short before. I was going to say, yeah. That's yeah. that to me. So that's why I struggle with this because I'm like, if you're going to say it's a film, just do the free Cavaleros as the film, yeah, and then release those other things as a short. Like it doesn't, it doesn't well, work. They've obviously got that set up right now, haven't yes, they? Now yes, now they obviously have them before. They've and I think that definitely has been a good learning curve. <laughs> it has, yeah. So yeah, for me, the main thing I didn't like was the structure, mm-hmm. the the pace, the flowing. I just felt like it was all over the place. I wasn't invested 
at all in, in the free Caballeros, I didn't find. I was and invested was... once Panchito got involved. Mm. I was more invested. But when he was with Jose on his own, it felt like a bad night, like a bad lad's night out. Yeah, I agree. I think Panchito is, obviously we'll get to characters, but I think he is my favourite of the three yeah. birds. Not including Pablo. Pablo is my face. Um, but, um, <laughs> Wherever Pablo may be. <laughs> Pablo stands. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I agree. Like, I think it picked up once we got to Panchito's section mm. um, with Mexico. I think to me that was like, you know, a yeah. bit more exciting. But like I said, I really enjoyed, you know, in Bahia, that section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that because the animation and like the panning across. Yeah. Um, Brazil at this point yes um in Brazil <laughs> um I loved that because it was very pretty it was like the pink skies like it was it was beautiful I like that I loved so... how when you know when um she whatever the woman's name was um was like making the town come alive and how the town mm. reacted to her movement I thought that was really cool in that yeah section. yeah that I did like that as well I think I did struggle. I think it's just because we're, we've been spoiled now, but I did struggle with the blend of the live action and the yeah, animation well, yeah. because I was like, sorry, this is nowhere near anything that we've seen. It was nice to see them react, but I was like, from a quality perspective. Yeah. It also wasn't great because the quality quite clearly switched from yeah. when, it, when it was full animation to when yeah. the live action came in. And if you notice, but like the quality of the animation like massively dipped. Yeah, it did. Especially as, so like you were saying earlier, when they're interacting, like the live action characters and the animated characters, for me, the moment was when Donald tries to hold one of the women's hands okay. and like their hands obviously are not touching <laughs> because they can't. So they're just kind of hovering like against each other. Although, so interesting. I did find it quite well done. You know, like when like they would fly through the screens and everyone would like yeah. wave up at them and like look yeah, at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought for its time, that was yes. really, really impressive. But I agree, yeah. once it came to the closer interactions, I was like, also, these heights just don't work. No, <laughs> no, no. It was just a bit strange as well. Like, I don't know. Obviously, it's very abstract, which is fine. Like, obviously, they're doing, like, they're being experimental with the way that they're showing these cultures, which, again, yeah. is fine because they're trying to be progressive as an animation studios as well. But it was just a bit too much for me, to be honest. I, I would never watch this again. Um, and I'm so sorry if this is your favourite film, by the way, anyone that's listening to this, because maybe I'll give it another chance if you can convince me. Um, but it just, it's not, it's not for me. And also I have to say, I've realised through this, I actually don't think Donald's one of my faves. Um, I, I find him faves. quite irritating. I'm really sorry, because Kat, who's one of my really good friends from Disney, <laughs> he's like her fave. Oh no. I know, I know. And oh, I... Dear. I like. I was thinking this when I was watching it. I was like, "Good lord, does he come a long way when he meets Daisy?" Because oh, like, yes. he, yeah. I, I like him as Uncle Donald. More. Oh, he's still quite annoying same. and a bit grumpy, but his yeah. heart's in the right place. This is clearly like Donald in his lad days, and I wasn't yeah. up with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think, like I said, I can appreciate things in it, but it wasn't a film to me. No, there were issues and really. obviously the whole misogynistic things that you've oh, already discussed obviously I do not agree I, I agree with you do not condone <laughs> those things uh, especially just one thing I want to mention when he calls the woman toots oh my god I'm so I couldn't cope. as well he kept saying it and I was like yeah. stop it so patronizing he's like hey, toots. Toots. Hey, toots. like he's like how oh, am I doing toots <laughs> like no 
no don't like I, I'd be like don't call me that like I, so I didn't accept on him I'm sorry yeah yeah but I know again you know in the time that may have been the way that men spoke to women but I'm sorry it's a no from me <laughs> if anyone calls me that now <laughs> we, we can't be friends <laughs> so yeah that was irritating and just not okay well well with yeah that, well, we just <laughs> that with that one <laughs> um I'm going to start uh, sending all your cards to Tuts now. I'm going to oh, be like... <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Disney fun fact number three. In the Epcot ride based on this film, some of the animatronics are the same ones that are found in the It's a Small World attraction in Magic Kingdom. It was really easy for Disney to replicate these animatronics for this attraction, especially since the same movements and scenes that are used Ooh. to represent Mexico in It's a Small World are relevant to the Mexico Pavilion attraction. So if you've ridden this ride, you'll know that it's the premise is about looking for Donald and you get a lot of um, Jose and Panchito throughout it. Um, mm. And we only kind of get Donald like a, like a little bit. But it's, it's again, a bit like the, the film. It's about the people of Latin America. That's really so that's why they were able to obviously replicate the um, animatronics from... It's a small world, but just quite cool. It's it's like, you know, when you go to like a document at work or something, you yeah. it already exists somewhere else. And yeah. you just copy and paste it over. It yeah. was such a relief for the, uh, the imaginators. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Mm. Very interesting. That's why they're called fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that moves us nicely into segment number three, where we discuss the characters um, of the film. So, Rosie, how did you feel in this film about the mix of humans and animation? And we touched on it briefly. But mm. from a character perspective, do you think it was beneficial? Or do you mm. think, because there was a lot of characters and a lot of people in this film, do you think mm. that was damaging or was it beneficial? So I think it was beneficial for some of the reasons we've mentioned. So in terms of representing culture, it's, mm-hmm. as, as we said, as authentic as you're going to get. Yeah. So I think that works. And I actually think they could have done a lot of damage if they tried to animate um, potentially those characters instead, because obviously representation through animation isn't authentic because it's yeah. not the, the real person. So I think you can quite easily offend people through that more. Um, so I think for what it was trying to achieve, trying to you know unite people and educate people and bring cultures together I think it was definitely beneficial and I think for that reason it's worth definitely including because I don't think it would have had the same uh, authenticity and impact yeah I don't think like regarding the cultures if they didn't do it um however like I said it I think in its time I think it wouldn't have been kind of as you wouldn't have felt it was as clumsy as we yeah. think it is now. So I think in the time, like, it would have been obviously very, like, revolutionary, very new, very innovative, and, like, really interesting to see on screen. But for now, like, as I've mentioned, it is it is just a bit clumsy and a bit jarring. Yeah. And it's just, you kind of can't help but be like, well, we know that, like, you know, Donald's not really, like, yeah. <laughs> next to this woman. And it... I think the issue as well is because it's not like animated humans, it's animated birds. Yeah. Like, I think I think that comes down to, though, obviously mostly Donald's, um, the issues we have with Donald, to Very be fair. True. Because potentially if we didn't have those kind of romantic endeavours yeah. included, then actually the, the issue with the animated ducks and live-action people might not be there as much. Yeah, so I think it's kind of how they went about using the live-action uh, segments in the way That's that really they did, point, actually, yeah, and focusing on that as many interactions between them. Like you, they could have interacted without physically interacting. Yeah, I yeah. don't think it would have been as obvious. 
yeah that it wasn't exactly yeah yeah like I feel like with the live action things they could have done more like mm-hmm. rather than just completely focusing on the women all the time and I know yeah. they didn't just only do that like I know they didn't just do that but unfortunately that's what I remember from it it's because factor of it, yeah definitely so I think if they'd have maybe um you know used the live action segments in a different way yeah like not just completely replicating what we've already seen yeah then I may have liked it a bit more and maybe it would have felt kind of less jarring and off-putting um but I do I do think it was beneficial and worth doing um definitely because obviously this is pioneering this was pioneering work towards like you said like Mary Poppins and lots of amazing films that do blend like Enchanted like that's an excellent film of live action and animation so obviously we've seen what this led to so it was absolutely worthwhile for Disney to do it was very brave and it clearly paid off because they did more um so yeah, obviously, I can't hate this film too much because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't have got a lot of my favourite films. I know but you love Enchanted. I do, <laughs> I do. So, yeah, I think it's it was worth doing, but it obviously has its issues when we're yeah. watching it in our time now. Very and like true. I said, I think they should have focused on more than just women at times. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about the Star Wars films, because like, I only watched them as in, like, an adult. And like yeah. when you watch like the special effects from like the, the original trio, the original trilogy, I'm like, oh my god, this is so poor. But obviously mm. at the time it must have yeah. been really, really good. But trying yeah. to trying to ease right, yourself exciting. into it now. And I think if people had maybe watched the three caballeros when they were younger, yeah. that nostalgic factor would probably allow for that to be let go a little bit. But because we're yeah. watching it as like in our early twenties for the first time, it doesn't mm-hmm. kind of get that free pass of not having soldier either. Yeah, I think we've, like I said earlier, we've been spoiled. (laughs) Like, we were born into a a time where everything was just so, like, everything had already been done like this before. Like, we we were seeing newer things. So, yeah, very true. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. But what do you think? (laughs) Um, I I agree. I think I love the live action stuff, and I think it was really beneficial to have them in, but I agree I wanted more. Like, I would have quite liked, rather than that. Um, Panchito and Jose constantly giving me information Ooh. I would have really liked to have heard stories and heard the people speak Yeah, like yeah, we only got true. to see them dance and sing we never Ooh. actually got to hear about them and I think yeah. that was a really missed opportunity is there could have been like stories from their culture or like introducing their family or their friends or like people's roles in their community Ooh. or like explaining the dance or like teaching the others the dances and stuff like more active participation from them rather yeah. than just being the entertainment that was there for Donald. Like, mm. So I, I think that was a really missed opportunity. I would have loved to have like heard stories or like, you know, just quick summaries of the characters. Yeah. I just felt like they were there to kind of like dance and entertain rather than mm-hmm. like to give us any detailed insight into their culture. Which yeah. is a weird thing because they were showing us their culture and it was great. I loved that. Yeah, but yeah. I was, like I could have done with more, like yeah. more info from, from them, them yeah. rather than from an animated bird. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, more authentic again it was just a bit of a waste that you've got all these people from that culture yeah and yet you're having the animated bird tell me about this dance like yeah come on use Um, them and like a balance would have been good like the whole pinata thing worked great with the birds yeah but it could have been like with the dancers or just every like in each place having and i think having the women speak would have gone some way not a whole way but Mm. some way to rectify in the whole donald issue yes i agree giving them an actual voice because the fact that they didn't speak and just kind of like smiled Donald and encouraged him I was like no mm. no, no. 
Stop. <laughs> sending the right message. <laughs> no, so so yeah, so that's how I felt about about the whole like blending stuff. Um, yeah. But I thought it was really really cool. Like, initially, I was like, oh no. But actually, when <laughs> I watched it, and I really enjoyed their um, presence yeah. on the screen yeah. and what they brought to it. Um, I really really liked that. So yeah, I wish yes. it was more from them and their stories. Mm-hmm. so who was your favourite character then if there any I think it's quite a hard one in this because they're quite because that is one thing whilst I loved having them in the in the show like yeah. three different people it diluted the level of character across yeah. the whole film definitely like what happens to Pablo well <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I feel like we got a lot of like one dimensional characters yeah that was very like, brief so it was hard to kind of have a favourite character I thought but maybe I'm wrong what do you think no I think you're right um, I think <laughs> So, I mean, shout out to Pablo, um, because I did love that penguin, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of emotion attached to Pablo. I there was. I was invested in his story, so don't ignore him. He was great. Um, just, just, just definitely not in the right place in the film. <laughs> no. <laughs> Needs to sort out that stove situation, but, you know. <laughs> um, I think of the three, the three Caballeros. Um, if I had to, like, rank them, like, I think Panchito is my favourite. Yeah. And then Jose... And Donald doesn't even. I'm sorry. Donald was bad. Um, he misbehaved. He did misbehave, and I, I, I just I can't tolerate it. So I do. I think Jose and Panchito were um, really good at kind of portraying the culture. Like obviously they were very stereotypical, so they do have their issues. Um, but I did enjoy their personalities as yeah. well. I felt like they did have a personality to them. Yeah. And they were very passionate and, about that. And they weren't, I was going to say, they weren't afraid to tell someone they were wrong about their yeah. culture either, which I thought was great. Yeah, I agree. Like with the whole Jingle Bells thing, as we discussed yeah. earlier. And like when Donald like assumes like what a pinata is for, and, and he, he's like, no, it's, this is for Christmas. Like, so it's like, yeah. I, I think they were. They were good. They did have personality to them, and they they weren't as one dimensional like as the characters in the two shorts. Yeah. Um, I'm just that's what I'm calling them. It's not it's not a film. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. I I wouldn't say that I'm strongly like a fan of any of them yeah. like massively. Um, I could probably talk talk about more like why I don't like Donald. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's just specifically in this film, like Donald in you know Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, all the other, all yeah. the other ones, he's better. I find that really hard with like, with like the original characters because their yeah. personality traits seem to change so they much do. based on what they're in. Whether it's a film yeah. or a series or a, like a kid, like one like, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, they all seem to change depending on what they're in. So it's really hard to actually know what you think about the yeah. original characters. Yeah, I think I, I enjoyed the charisma of Jose and Panchito and like you said you know, they're not afraid to like um tell Donald when he's wrong and also showcase their culture they're so yeah. proud of who they are and proud of where they're yeah. from and so happy to be showing yeah I love that with like all their colors on their outfits and stuff yeah like like representing their like country colors yeah really cool it's not subtle like they're very like proud of it they've got pride about where they're from and who yeah. they are um so they definitely send good messages yeah and I think if I saw more of them, because um, I know there are there are more things there are, to put them yeah. in. There's, yeah, um, there's not an official sequel to the film. But no, there is, but all three of them are. I think it's called Three Melodies or the 
yeah I think it's something like that I something think it came villains. off on Disney Plus after yeah and I was like no <laughs> no I was like I've had enough but maybe like if I see them again um I'll learn more about their personalities but yeah, um maybe. yeah I don't think I have a favorite character I think Pablo is my favorite so that says a lot <laughs> um <laughs> how about you and I think I'm the same, to be honest. I, I, I think the most, it really like the most invested I was was Joan Pablo's story. Because <laughs> I was just so committed to this penguin who had yeah. like, big dreams and was like, I'm going to, even when like he failed and everyone else had lost faith in Pablo, yeah. Pablo never lost faith in himself. Yeah, he kept So going. I was fully committed to that. And then even when Me things too. went wrong in the middle of the ocean, he persevered. He panicked a little bit when the stove exploded. But like... <laughs> he committed so he I did. love that that's why I was so gutted that when he got to the island it was just him I was like yeah. why has he not got any friends I know so yeah Pablo is probably my fave overall <laughs> <laughs> from an emotional point of view yeah but I loved Panchito I loved the energy that Panchito brought I mm. loved I mean I loved Jose as well but I thought like of the three caballeros I thought like Panchito was the one that had the strongest personality yeah and was I the agree. one that was like mo- most likable like Jose was mm-hmm. great but he he did feel like the fella that you take on a night out and then who would get you into all the bad decisions and then forget <laughs> yeah. to take you home in a taxi I, I just love the vibe yeah yeah <laughs> don't <laughs> do <feel> like... <laughs> whereas I feel like Panchito would have been there like holding your hair back you know yeah I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah Solid Donald, Donald would have been in prison so um... oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I really, I really like Panchito's like boldness. I loved how mm-hmm. um, he was like he was a great tour guide. I loved how he um, like with the whole like um, explanation stuff around saying like no, that's not how we do it here. Like, yeah, that's not like this. And then explaining all the different parts. I thought that was great. And I thought the only problem I had with him was the whole guns at the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, that was yeah. very stereotypical. That I've was never seen much. a Mexican flip in the air. Yeah. And shoot guns. That was what happened. <laughs> huge stereotype. Yeah, like, even on like TV shows and stuff. Like I've never yeah. seen like the sombreros and stuff, even in like restaurants. But you don't see people doing like three flips in the air and shooting guns off. A no, no, no. That was manic. <laughs> it's not a cowboy movie. No. Um, so I was like, mm, that's a bit much. Pachito, calm down. Um, but yeah, I thought he was really like a lot of the character actually. I wish we got to see a bit more of him. Yeah. Um, I just thought he seemed like quite a confident guy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jose was great, but I, yeah, I, he, he laughed a bit too much for me at like at Donald. I was like, pal, like, come on. No, no. <laughs> it was when he kept being like, oh, you're so funny. It was when he was like, oh, you're killing me. I was like, just help him. Like, yeah, stop laughing at like... him. <laughs> Panchito was, was fab. So, he seemed yeah. like a good friend, whereas Jose was was questionable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jose, is, like I say, is the kind that would definitely, like, leave you for, like, cheesy chips. Yeah, yeah, stranded. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I wasn't necessarily a fan there. Um, but I, yeah, I love Panchito. I'm trying to think of the of the other characters that were kind of throughout. Um, I obviously loved the narrator because that's when oh yeah yeah the narrator, <laughs> the narrator was, was cool so professor holloway it was really really cool i really like the whole vibes of that um, yeah and then i'm trying to because there were women like i did like the women in them i just wish we kind of like had more from them like there was a, mm. a girl in one of the sections who was only quite young when she was dancing i think it was the um mexico one where they went yeah. to um was it veracruz maybe potentially um and they it was really really cool um watching them all dance together and the outdoor section that was really nice and the girls just looked so happy and they're really enjoying the dancing and stuff i really really liked their expressions on their faces and stuff yeah like that. That was really nice i wish we could hear from them well yeah um, 
And then the woman at the end, so oh. from for the "You Belong to My Heart" section, um, wow. I had many a question. I couldn't work out if I liked her or not, but she looked really unimpressed with Donald. So um, maybe I do like her. Yeah, that's a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm the same as you. It's the kind of one where it's hard to kind of pinpoint your character mm. stuff because it's so. It's so broad, and you don't have a chance yeah. to connect with characters because it, is, yeah. it is about showcasing that culture. And um, I just wish it kind of managed to blend culture and character a bit, a bit more. Yeah. Um, but big up Panchito and Pablo. Oh, they should have their own spin-off. Oh, definitely. Maybe <laughs> Panchito goes and like rescues Pablo from the island, and he takes him somewhere where there's like a community or something. I don't know. That'd be so. Good. I'm already excited. So we should write it and pitch we it and submit it. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. All right, well, on that note, on to Disney Fun Fact number four. So when Ward Kimball was handed the titular music number to animate, he was given no real direction or storyboards to work with. He was only given the lyrics to the song, so he just drew whatever came into his mind. And after he finished the sequence, he was afraid that Walt was going to fire him. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And to his surprise, he loved it and told him not to change a thing. Oh, that fear Aww. is relatable. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Especially when you're already proud of something, but then you're like, what if they don't get it? Yeah. yeah that's so true. But I also love that because... Um, as I've mentioned on many a podcast, I love the Four Scores podcast from Disney. Yeah. And they it's what's really interesting when you listen to those composers talk about the films. And, and that's from anything from things like Pirates of the Caribbean through to Ryo and the Last Dragon and um, Maleficent and stuff like that. Mm. Hearing the way that different composers work on films is that for sometimes when they write songs and, and scores, there is no script. They're literally just going off a vibe. And I think that's so amazing that someone yeah. can write music yeah. off a vibe. Like, that's crazy. So creative. And especially when that song, the Three Caballeros song, has become so... Like, I knew the song and I'd never seen the film because yeah. of, obviously... I've heard it online as well, but because of the ride in Disney World yeah. as well. So I, I think, if anything, the film has created such an iconic song and lots of the songs, especially the Mexican songs, went on mm. to kind of rank in the like in the charts afterwards and were re-recorded for, like, for pop recordings yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so the music from this film is definitely a standout in terms of its legacy, I think. That's a really, mm. really, really cool part. And that the song is very catchy. It is, yeah. It definitely is. You can't deny that. No. So that brings us on to segment number four, where we discuss um, our overall thoughts and what we're going to rate it out of ten. And mm. I'm not going first this time. Actually, I, 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 I noticed. can go first because I, oh, I already have my score. You want me to go first? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, by all means. Okay. I'll ask myself, Katie, what do you think about it? <laughs> you sound um, raring to go. Because <laughs> in my head and I've made a choice and I can't move away from it. So overall thoughts on the film. Feels more like a documentary than in like a feature film to sit and enjoy. Love yeah. the visual representation of culture on screen, thought that was fab. Mm-hmm. Animation for me wasn't up to scratch, to be honest, mm. from like from other Disney films. There was there was nice highlights, but compared to the previous films, it wasn't. And that clearly was to do with the whole animator strike thing as well. Which yeah. is a shame. Because there was so much they could have done with those sets and those environments, which was a real shame. Mm. Um I really admired the whole blending of live animation, sorry, animation and live action. But obviously, yeah. as a modern audience, it can be a little bit jarring to watch for yeah. the first time. Um, Donald is a perv, and I'm not a fan. Nope. Um, love Panchito, love Pablo, but why was he there? <laughs> um, so it was like, stars Pablo, but this is not like your movie. <laughs> Do you know what Pablo felt like? Has anyone played Penguin Diner? The Iron Dash? 
Oh, right. Rosie thinks I'm bizarre. If any <laughs> listeners have played Penguin Diner Dash online, it was, it was on Frip, and it's like one of those classic games that you used to play, like the restaurant games. I love those games, to be fair. You know what? You need to go and play it because it's amazing. It's about the penguin who works in this diner because she's trying to get home to her family and friends, and she can, like, see the island outside the window. Oh, oh it's very emotional. God, that sounds emotional. Yeah, it's an investing... Yeah, yeah. So this I is what Pablo reminded me of. So that was why I felt so attached to Pablo. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's more background. So um, so yeah, would I watch it again? No. <laughs> Much as I enjoyed it, like I wouldn't watch it again. Sorry. No, if I wanted no. some more Mexican culture, I'll go and watch Coco. You know, like yeah. Well, that's sounds... the thing, isn't it? When you've got that option there. Yeah, you're not going to pay for three caballeros. I'm sorry. I think I would quite like to maybe watch the follow up, the yeah. like, three melodies one, because I think it's yeah, more music focused. It would be quite cool, I think. I think it's the three melodies, but I could full on be wrong. So sorry if I'm it's completely wrong. <laughs> I tried to just Google it, but I was like, I'm clearly searching for the wrong thing, so who knows? Um so my score out of ten is a five. <laughs> I'm so shocked by that. But do you think it's gonna be higher? And I think that's really high. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, wow. like that's so low I mean, no comparisons like snow white was a 4.5 exactly <laughs> but this had more substance to it from like a culture I, I feel like my score is backed up by the whole cultural culture thing. side of it because yeah. i feel like i can't ignore that was like the best part so that for me yeah. is the five points and, and, the, and pablo um, well he gets i think like it's not one that I would watch again, so it's lower yeah. than every than most other things. But I don't think it was as low for me as something like Fantasia, because Fantasia I was bored the whole yeah. way through. This yeah. one I had moments where I was like, "Oh, can we get going?" But there was like points where I was just I was enjoying the dancing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why. Maybe it's slightly generous, but I feel I feel like after the conversation we've had, I can't mm. really give it any lower because mm. I did I did enjoy the vibes. You did, yeah. I just wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yours is going to be much lower. Interesting. Yes, spoilers. Well, okay, so quick summary of my thoughts then. Um, Yeah, the problem is for me, like, it wasn't a film, so it shouldn't fall in the category of the film. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I just, I need it to be a film with a plot. Like, I love the educational and the cultural aspect and I know that's what it was for so it did it did that really really well and I loved that and I really appreciate that um I think that's a good reason to watch it if, yeah. if I'd ever give someone a reason to watch it that would be why yeah. and it did that excellently but it did the structure um wasn't there for me so I just felt like I was all over the place all the time I think I've changed my mind Rosie oh I think I'm going back down to four Oh no, I brought you down. No stick with you. No, stick no, with no, no, you haven't. I've just checked our list. <laughs> and I've started to think about my previous rankings. Right. And I feel like it was better than Pinocchio. For Pinocchio, I gave a three. Yes. And then yeah. it was better because it's got the culture side and it's, it's a bit yeah. more, but it's still got that whole like chron- chronological problem. For yes. Snow White, I feel like that was half a point better because of the structure and the plot yeah. and the music and the animation. Yeah. So we've gone down to four. Everyone hear that okay. four? Announcement. <laughs> announcement. Katie has changed. I, I, just, I was sat there looking at it. I was like, <laughs> it's not like, it's not, it's not two points higher than Pinocchio. You know, you saw no. and I was like, no. So, no, no. Um, and I forgot about the whole misogyny stuff. So, um. well, <laughs> well, quite. <laughs> I forgot about that. So I was like, there we go. No, because to be fair, like, you know, as we've said a million times, 
the cultural aspects of this are yeah. really good. Um, but for me, there's the negatives outweigh the positives. I think in terms of just the structure, the plot, there isn't a plot. I can't, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Pablo has a plot. It's Pablo just not has part a plot. Grander plot. <laughs> if he was the whole film, who knows? This could be a yeah. thing. But unfortunately, he was a minuscule amount and we, we don't know what happened to him. So, yeah. Cliffhanger. Pablo which... could have like fried on that well, island. It... <laughs> And we wouldn't even know. We wouldn't know. His tan was questionable. He didn't look very healthy. He looked like he had like sunstroke. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, and obviously all the Donald um, misogyny, misogynistic stuff was a big no. It was very off putting for me. It was off putting. And I really like I loved a lot of the scenes, like I loved the pinata scene. I really, really loved that. Yeah. And like I said, I loved the animated scenes with like the when you're looking at the sites yeah. in Brazil and Mexico, I love that. Love the music as well. Mm-hmm. So I do love like the vibes of that style <laughs> of music. <laughs> um, so I love that. But uh, I don't know. It's not. It's, not, it's just not my vibe. Um, there were too many issues. I like to sit down and watch a film and have a story be told. And, and lose or in the film. yeah, or I go in knowing it's a documentary. And then yeah. I see it as a documentary and I know I'm supposed to learn from this and it yeah. doesn't necessarily need a plot. Your mind frame is in, like, is in a different space yeah. when you go into that. Yeah, exactly. It's like we said with Fantasia, you know, like if that was looking at it from like a music yeah. perspective, then it's different, but it's called a film. So <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't qualify in that category. Maybe you'll disagree with me, but for me, it doesn't. So yes, have, I just I had too many issues. That's not to say I didn't enjoy parts of it. I did. But yeah. I, I don't think I could watch this film again. However, I'm sure I'll enjoy the ride when I experience it. Um, the ride is just as chaotic as the, yeah. as the film. <laughs> the, and it has nothing to do with the film. Like, the whole Maybe that's why I like the, it. <laughs> the Fini Caballeros ride is that yeah. they're trying to find Donald because he disappeared and that never happens. I assume that obviously happened in the film. He disappears. it doesn't happen in the film. He's probably run off, you know. To, to see the women again who knows <laughs> who knows but anyway long story short um okay. I'm gonna go 3.5 I was gonna go with a three okay but you made a good point um where you said it's better than Pinocchio so okay. I changed I changed I, I did fair, a five. you gave Pinocchio 2.5 so <laughs> oh no we're getting a three then scrap that scratch that it's a three i'm glad i'm so glad you told me that thank you excellent so this is a three we both changed our score so to confirm katie's was a four mm-hmm. and mine is a three so three out of ten is what i'd give this um yeah sorry sorry disney, sorry, disney. I think it's worth a watch, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's, if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch just to definitely to to enjoy that that style. It's very unique as a film. Yeah, you need to to experience it definitely at least once yeah. to like see what it's about. And like I said, without this, we may not have had some of the best films that combine yeah. live action and animation. So we have to be thankful. Very true for it for that reason. So interesting, interesting scores. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the episode so thank you so much for listening and if you've enjoyed this episode you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Podbean or on all the relevant streaming services you can follow whatever us whatever you and... listen on we're there yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and as we mentioned before if you fancy it you can always leave us a review 
um as we said earlier it really helps us and it helps people find us so if you feel like it please please do <laughs> and also you can always leave your instagram handle as well so we can go give you lo- some love over there um yeah. your review and like we said any film uh, any film we're not we're not a video thing <laughs> any episode recommendation please let us know as well because we'd love to hear people's ideas because it's great us coming up with things mm. but also you might come up with something that we've never thought of so True. yes and also we do have ad slots available for small shops so that's not even just disney shops that's any small shops and businesses uh we love to give them some love on on our podcast don't we yeah so we, do. we love a good small shop don't we we do we do make purchases from them ourselves <laughs> so we do we're not some kind of like people who are like oh my god support small shops and then buy everything from amazon imagine all, <laughs> all of my birthday presents from rosie were from small shops so there you go yeah i think they were yeah, yeah. so if you'd like to have an ad slot then you can contact us. It's in our bio on um, Instagram, isn't it? In our mm-hmm. link tree, in our link tree that Katie set up for us. <laughs> and that's how you can get in touch with us as a form to fill out. And or before that, you can just message us. Yeah, if you've got any like questions to. about it, just drop us a message because it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really simple. Yeah. Um, but if you want to kind of check, we do loads of options where you can read your own ad, we can read it for you. Like we have loads of different options. So if you're thinking you'd like to give your like small shop a bit of a push around summer, um, just drop us a message and we can we can sort that out with you. Um, yes. And on that, don't forget to follow along with our Instagram for all of our latest adventures. We we have, we have current photographs. We do on the grid. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and obviously, still some throwbacks as well because who doesn't yeah. want Disney, Disney throwback? Um, and it's also worth noting as well that um, we do we're starting to do more quizzes and stuff, aren't we? Like on our mm, stories, some yeah. preferences, like the the High School Musical one got like heated. And I'd also just like to point out oh, as an no. official announcement Neither to everyone <laughs> that um, between Thor and Loki on our latest Instagram um, qu- quiz, who won? Who won, Rosie? Who was it? Well, I don't know. It was, it was <laughs> I disagree with this. How was I mean, it a I think I'm convinced Katie set up 100 accounts or something and voted for Listen, that. Rosie's in denial because the people <laughs> have recognised the true star of Marvel. Thank you, everyone. Actually, really, we spent all day being like... Because Thor was winning yeah. and then they were neck and neck for yeah, ages. they like, were. Yeah. Because I kept checking and I could see that you hadn't voted and I was like, oh, God. I was like, Thor's only one ahead. I was like, when Rosie voted, I was like, that's it. It's neck and neck. But then... <laughs> My boy pulled through, so it's yes. all good. So thank you, one well, and all. And for more of this fascinating content, head to our Instagram channel. <laughs> um, and then coming up next time, we have a very exciting um, film episode for you. Um, so we are reviewing the latest Disney film, Cruella, which we're so excited Ooh. about. I've already seen it. think it's fantastic. Rosie's obviously going to watch it before the podcast. Yeah, a bit awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, so spoilers, Rosie. <laughs> great discussion but that'll be fab um so if you haven't seen that yet and you um are wanting to um we definitely recommend watching in the next two weeks so you can join in for our episode um we definitely recommend the film it's fab um so we like to keep on top of current trends we do we? we do we try <laughs> so in the meantime feel free to contact us on our email at sprinklandisneypodcast at gmail.com from both of us have a magical rest of your day